Good morning, Radical Church. I'm Rachel, um, youth pastor here at Radical Church, um, and it is a blessing and an honor to be here with you guys today on Mother's Day. Um, all the smiling faces and all the love that came in those doors today just filled my heart. Um, I want to talk about mothers and how being a mother changes everything, right? But also, as you have more and more kids, it changes you and your parenting, right? So um, in the beginning, for your first baby, you wear maternity clothes as soon as they say you're pregnant. Second baby, you wear your regular clothes as long as possible. By the third baby, your maternity clothes are your regular clothes. The first sign of distress with that first baby, you pick them up and you hold them. Second baby, you pick up the baby only if the wells threaten to wake your firstborn. Third baby, you teach your three-year-old to rewind that mechanical swing. When a pacifier falls on the floor with your first baby, you have a little sanitized box that you put it in or you put it in your backpack until you can go home and boil it. Second baby, the pacifier falls on the floor. You squirt it off with some juice and you're good to go. Third baby, you wipe it off in your shirt and pop it back in while you continue to talk. With your first baby, you change the baby's diaper every hour, whether they need it or not. The second baby, you change the baby's diaper every two to three hours if needed. And by the third baby, you change the baby's diaper before others start, you try to change it before others start to complain about the smell or that it's sagging between their knees. The first time you leave your baby with a sitter as with your first baby, you call home every five minutes. Second baby, you remember to leave a number before running out the door. Third baby, you leave instructions to the sitter to only call you if there's blood. And the last one, first baby, you spend a good amount of time staring and gazing at your baby. Second baby, you spend a bit of your time watching to make sure that your older child does not squeeze, poke, or hit the baby. And by your third baby, you spend a little bit of every day hiding from your children. <laughs> so I can attest to this because I have given birth to four and raised five. So um, it definitely changes, and anytime a new, a new mom watches someone with a fourth child, they're like, oh, oh my goodness, I could never do that, right? Um, so today we're going to be talking about legacy. During the Holocaust, Irina Sandler saved the lives of 2,500 Jewish children by smuggling them out of Warsaw Ghetto and providing them with false identity papers. She did it at great risk to her own life, um, and she hid that for years, for decades, that secret. And she was a Polish Catholic woman who left a legacy. Many called her a hero. And she replied to this, what I did was no extraordinary thing. It was normal. The Bible describes a woman like this, Proverbs, a mother like this. Proverbs 31, 25 through 29 says this. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand to bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtues and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. So Proverbs 31 depicts a woman, a godly woman, as someone who runs her business and her household all will, with still having the respect and the, and 
um, graciousness of her husband and her children, that they are proud. This is what I aspire to be as a mother. This is what I aspire to be as a wife. This is what I aspire to be as a youth pastor and just in general to people around me. Um, Leaving a legacy has almost become a lost art in this day and age. After all, we live in a time of you do you. You do you, boo. You know, you do whatever makes you happy. And let me tell you, whether you want to or not, you're leaving a legacy for the next generation. And what kind of legacy today is what I want to talk about. What kind of legacy are you leaving? Because it's there whether you like it or not. Are you living a legacy that's kingdom-oriented, or are you living a legacy that is worldly-driven? And that is something that takes you back for a second, right? Simon Sinek says this, there are two ways to influence human behavior. behavior. You can either manipulate others or inspire them. I use, to, I use these guidelines for my day-to-day actions. Am I manipulating people around me, or am I creating an environment that inspires action? How are we to live a story of legacy or kingdom-oriented? In Proverbs, it paints a beautiful picture of how God wants us to re- wants us to leave a legacy that is kingdom-oriented. Um, Psalms points points us to this. Psalms 127.1 says this, Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. So a good contractor knows that the foundation is the most important part of the building. When we came in, when the contractor came in, when Scott came in and was like, this is what we need to do. We need to lay these foundations. Do you think that any corners were cut? No, because this is a place to be last for decades. And contractors know that if you want your house to last a long time. You need that solid foundation. And what is that foundation found in? What is the foundation, your legacy found foundation? What's the foundation of your legacy? Um, in the same way, we need to build our spiritual foundation for the next generation. Um, we want to build lives, homes, churches, and cultures that will f- reflect God's glory along, long after we're gone. We want to leave behind a model of godliness to the people who choose to embrace the generation. We want We want not to labor in vain, and that's exactly what we're going to do if we try to build a legacy that is worldly driven. We are going to try to get things that are worldly, that are earthly, that are money or fame that will pass away. But what will be given to the next generation? And I'm here to tell you that I would not be here today if it wasn't for the groundwork and spiritual foundation that was laid in my life. And the prayers and the intercessing for my my parents and their parents and their parents and even so many others that were not even related to me. And you may say to me, Rachel, I don't have that same groundwork. I don't have that same foundation. I don't have, you know, parents after parents that served God. And I'm here today to say that there's power in your name. McDonald's is a last name. Baskin Robbins is a last name. Chrysler is a last name. Fisher Price, Hilton, Harley Davidson, Gucci, Honda, Coles, Pillsbury is a last name. Wells Fargo, Welch's, and Armani are all last names. And this is just to name a few. What if I told you that there's blessing that's attached to your name, regardless if that legacy has been founded by somebody else or not? It's time for you to be the curse breaker. It's time for you to switch your legacy from worldly driven to kingdom oriented today. And 
you're not just getting married, you're breaking a curse. You are not just choosing to put down that bottle, you're breaking a curse. You're not just graduating, you are breaking a curse today. And I know that it's, it's hard. And it's hard to say, you know, I'm going to be the one, but you are the one. God's called you. And if you're here in this place, God's called you to switch your legacy from worldly driven to kingdom oriented. The second point I want to make today in making a legacy that's spiritually driven and kingdom oriented. The verse one of Psalms 127 goes on to say this, unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. You maybe have, you've been given assignment, certain people in your life that God's entrusted to you and there's no falling asleep on, on your watch. You know, you may not have children of your own, but I'm telling you right now, God's put people in your life, open your eyes. You're meant to mother. You're meant to mother, whether you've given birth or not. So today I want to talk about that, that third one, okay? Equipping and releasing. Equipping and releasing. Proverbs 127 verse 3 says this, children are an inheritance from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are children born in one's youth. So I see a battlefield, and I tell, tell everybody all the time, my kids are my arrows, right? My teenagers are my arrows, okay? It's my job to equip them. It's my job to mold them. It's my job to make sure they're sharp enough to take down the enemy, right? And I'm going to tell you today that there is legacy being built in that children's church room right now. They are being equipped. They are being sharpened. They are being put, going to be one day put out into the world to to pierce the enemy, okay? And I just want to encourage you guys today to start thinking kingdom. Kingdom for your kids, kingdom for the people in your life, kingdom for yourself, okay? Every day I drop my kids off at school and my kids can attest to this, I tell them, show the love of Jesus. And I'm sure that that makes the enemy so mad. I'm sure he's just real upset at that. And he just hates that so much. Um, but I know that my arrows are headed to a battlefield. That school campus is a battlefield. And I am really proud of each and every one of you that has a kid over there right now because you're doing what God's calling you to do. You are getting them kingdom oriented. Um, so I want to tell you, if you start including your family in kingdom, the enemy starts to get scared. The ground begins to shake. I'm constantly asking my girls all the time, hey, what is it that God's putting on your heart for this message on Wednesday? They are in the trenches. They are on those campuses. They know what these kids are dealing with. And so where do I get my information of, hey, what do I need to talk on? What do we need to speak on? And the other day, Brooklyn grabbed my leg in the middle of a Sunday morning service. She grabbed my leg and she said, hope. She said, God's telling me that it's going to be hope this week. You need to preach on hope. And let me tell you, I was like, okay, we got this hope, you know, and we preached on hope, our, our big um, night of youth group. And there was a shaking. There's a shaking in our youth group right now. This last Sunday, this last Wednesday, we had kids at the altar laying down things on this altar that you wouldn't even believe if I told you. So I want to tell you that there is power, power 
in, in your legacy. There is power in your name. And is your name your name, your worldly name, or is it the name that God's given you? Okay. And I would, I would be, it would be weird if I would come up here and not to include my kids in this message as I'm speaking on legacy, right? I asked Olivia to write me a poem on legacy so that I can share it here with you today. Why do you envy? Why do you not have enough? I've given you everything you need, everything to plant that seed. Their tree was not planted overnight. It took years and years. Your progress should be the last of your, least of your fears. There was people before you to loosen the sword before it slid out of that stone. So no, you have not done this alone. Slow down. There are cha challenges that you may face. You may not get to know the fruit, how the fruit tastes. And remember, you don't need a pregnancy to build a legacy. You don't need to see the tree grow to know that it'll provide shade to someone at their lowest low. Your future is ahead, so stop looking to the past. For a car to get out of the mud, the wheels need to turn fast. I will clean you, for I am the water. What you leave behind can be for someone else's son or daughter. What will you do? Will you make a way, or will you stay? In the mud or stuck in, will you turn away from the light or down a path you cannot see? Or will you lead a life that will glorify me? Yeah, so that's Olivia. She said, I said, write a poem on legacy, and she ran with it. And I want to just tell you how God works. God works in confirmation. I said, I'm going to preach on legacy on, on Mother's Day. And Tim said, oh, we're doing the blessing, right? That's not a coincidence. That's confirmation. That's God, right? And then... Today, I was speaking to someone, and they were talking to me about their children and how they want to invest in teenagers because they know that that seed is going to bless their children. The seeds that you plant, you may not see those fruits, but you're still called to plant them. And I want you guys to understand that today, that our Legacy is so much bigger than ourselves. It is kingdom-oriented. We have to go after those kids. We have to go after the ones that were like us that didn't have those examples, that didn't have that upbringing, that didn't have that foundation. Now it's time for you to step in like someone stepped in for you. Because if you're sitting in this room, there was one person, one person that stepped in. Was it Trevor who planted a church here? Was it, your, was it your aunt that brought you this morning? I don't know what it is, but there's someone who got you here, and they're planting the seed in your life. So tonight, today I want to talk about planting a seed. Planting seeds in a garden you may never see is one definition of a legacy. And sometimes we do end up getting to see that fruit, and it's very rare. But I want to show you guys a video, and by no means is this a, move, uh, a movie of high quality. It's, I mean, it's very high quality, just film-wise. Um, my niece, eight years old, amazing producer, produced this movie. She uh, edited it 
music, everything. And I am so extremely proud to show this to you guys. In this video, my niece Josie, my daughter Harley, my son Nathan, and my nephew Cairo are going to show you um, a little bit about miracles. I'm just talking to God. Talking to God? How are you supposed to do that? Bang! Of course, duh. Cool to know. Well, can you pray for my arm? Of course! Amen. Can you pray for me? Well, for my knee? Why? It's good for you. It's good to be bored. No, it's not. I'm going to my room. Thank you. 
for watching our new movie. Worry, I wasn't crying. You have to do some makeup. Don't worry, I wasn't dead. See me now. Thanks for watching. Bye. I mean, we are just hanging out downstairs, all the adults. <laughs> and um, Diana messaged me later that evening. She said, you know, our kids did something amazing. They did something amazing. You have to see this. It's so exciting when we get to see fruit. Little did they know that this was Harley's story. Harley was without air for 30 minutes when she was a baby. And God miraculously gave her back to us. And they, we've built a legacy. We're building a legacy. You're building a legacy in this place. So I want to encourage you today. Someone is sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago by Warren Buffett. Lindsay back there talking to our kids about Jesus. Part of that's because of her. Part of that's because of you. People in this place who have invested in my children. And I wanna say thank you. It takes a tribe. And just as y'all are here, we're here for you. We want to invest in you. We want to invest in your kids. We want to invest in your legacy. So if you guys need prayer, if you guys have a child that's strayed, we want to pray. We want to plant seeds. And the way we plant seeds sometimes doesn't always look like we think it's going to. Sometimes we just need to pray. We need to get on our knees. And that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm gonna do today for each and every one of you, for each and every one of your children, for each and every one that you've been planting seeds in because I'm invested. So tonight, today we're just gonna finish off by praying and blessing you guys as you go from this place. So if you guys could um, all join me in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, God, I thank you for every individual in this place. I thank you that it is not a coincidence that they are here, God, that this is a designated, ordained moment in the name of Jesus, Lord, that they have come into this place and maybe they were worldly driven with their legacy. But today as they go out of this place that their legacy would be kingdom oriented. God, that they would not be afraid to reach out. God, that they would not be afraid to step into a calling. I pray, Lord, blessing over them, over their children, over their children's children. God, that they would know that they're not alone in this place, that we're invested in them, that you're invested in them. You see their worth, God. I thank you and praise you for all of it. In Jesus' name, amen.
Hey, come on, give it up for Rachel. Wow, I uh, I went, there's so many emotions in that short video. My goodness, right? It's like an episode of Bluey. It's like seven minutes. You got They got you crying and laughing and all the things and it's just well done. It's our future media team right there, so. Hey, uh, but but seriously though, isn't that incredible? Wouldn't you love, you know, if you have kids, you know, for them to be making videos about Jesus, right? You know, like somebody this morning, they said they went to uh, watch Guardians of the Galaxy and they said, you know, I just couldn't help but think that you look like Chris Pratt. And I was like, I get that every once in a while, so I know. But, uh, but it's so funny. They were like, you look like Chris Pratt. And I was like, honestly, I'll take it. He's good Christian dude. He's actually getting a lot of flack right now because of his faith in God. And he's talking about, hey, you know what? People are hating me for it. Well, 2,000 years ago, uh, he was hated for it. So if he can be hated for it, then I can be hated for it too. And uh, and so that's that's the kind of adult that I want our kids to grow up in. Maybe Chris Pratt's in the movie business now. You know what I mean? And, and he's he's making movies, but he's living for God, right? He's, he's this, this drip of Jesus in the middle of Hollywood. And listen, I would want our kids, wherever your child ends up going, whatever industry, industry they end up in, whatever job they end up in, if they end up in ministry or in the marketplace, I don't know where they're going to end up, but I hope that you'll take this message to heart. Uh, and, and, and whatever children that you have... Um, any form of influence in in your life, whether they're your own or whether you're a teacher or whether they're somebody else's kids or whether you're an aunt or an uncle, I don't really know. But if you have children in your life, man, I pray that you would uh, take this message to heart and help those children to follow Jesus in the best way that you can. It is one of the best things you will ever do in your entire life. Hey, I, I wanna pray a blessing uh, over you as we go today. And then uh, we have a gift basket. That we, yes, we are gonna give away. Yes, there was about like 30 of you that signed up for it right before, uh, right before the message today. So, hey, let me pray for you and then we'll give this gift gift basket away to one lucky mama, okay? Hey, Father God, I thank you so much for every person in this place today. I thank you for the legacy that we're leaving I thank you that you have done something incredible in each and every one of our lives. God, you have saved us. You have healed us. You have set us free from the power of sin and from the power of darkness. And God, now we get to pass that on to our children. We get to pass that on to somebody else. And God, I pray that we wouldn't take it lightly. That it's our responsibility and our privilege, God, to leave a legacy of godly children, of godly people, passing on our faith, sharing our faith with somebody, sharing our story with somebody else. I love what Rachel said, Lord, that it doesn't matter if you're the fifth generation Christian or pastor or whatever, or, or they're the first generation. They're the first one to graduate. They're the first one to give their life to Jesus. They're the first one to break the chain of alcoholism or drugs or, or anger or whatever it is, God. And they're the first one to say yes to you. God, I pray that you would give them the grace to pass that along to somebody else in their life. And God, I thank you for the legacy that you leave through each and every one of us. Help us, give us grace when we mess up because God, as parents especially, we're gonna mess up a lot. But Lord, help us to know that as long as we come back to you and we seek after you and we seek after your face, we help our children to do the same, that God, you're always there for us and there's always grace for every parent out there that's struggling right now, for every mom or for every dad that's having a hard day, that's having a hard morning maybe even. God, I pray that you would just give them peace in this place today, knowing that you love them and that you love their kids. In Jesus' name, come on, somebody say amen today.